Hello, this is Pastor Dan of Edgeboro Moravian Church, and welcome to this Worship by Phone recording. Uh, this, this recording is posted during the week of Sunday, October 11th. Call this number back at any time to hear this recording again, and call back each week for a new Worship by Phone recording. Well, this Sunday, October 11th, was the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. It is also, uh, to the uh, northern province of the Moravian Church, the Prayer Day for World Mission. And so may we keep uh, our international brothers and sisters and their ministries in our prayers. After this, you will hear some music recorded by Gail Justice, so many thanks to her for that recording. And then you will hear me read the scripture lesson from this past Sunday and share my message. So let us quiet our hearts and prepare ourselves for worship. scripture reading today comes from Philippians 4 verses 1 through 9. The Apostle Paul writes, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Yodia and I urge Suntuke to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I also ask you, my loyal companion, help these women for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Earlier this week, as Beth and I were getting ready for one of our many walks, I realized that I needed something new to listen to in my headphones, and I got pretty excited about this. It's that same feeling when you finish a book, and now you have the feeling like you can choose any book that you want after that, like you have that sense of accomplishment from the previous book you just finished, and now the world is at your fingertips type of feeling. Or, you know, maybe it's TV, you finish a TV series, and now you're on to the next you know, it's that sort of excitement. That's what I get from listening to, to music or radio shows and podcasts and stuff like that. So as we're getting ready for the walk, yeah, I needed something new to listen to. And I stumbled upon a radio show called This American Life, which is one of the, the better known radio shows. It's on uh, uh, from Chicago Public Radio. And you can get it online in the form of a podcast. And so I, I listened to an episode of it. 
I started listening to uh, the first episode I listened to was one that was uh, uh, recorded back in July, and it was called How to Be Alone. And of course, it was very fitting for what we have been through and still are going through. It was meant to be. And right away, the opening segment added some perspective that I didn't have before to this pandemic. The host began to think about other people that she could talk to who have already had the experience of going through long stretches of time where they were isolated, where they were pretty much living only in their you know, living quarters. They weren't going out and traveling anywhere, and they weren't really having much contact with other people. And then it dawned on her she needed to talk to an astronaut. So she interviewed a former astronaut who went to the International Space Station. After a few different questions about what it was like and how he was only one of two people on the entire space station during his stay, and how their days are scheduled out down to the minute by a crew of scientists back on Earth based on what they accomplished the day before. He talked about all of that stuff. And then finally, the host then asked him, so at what point did you want to live a normal life again and go back home? He thought about this, and he said it was about 90 to 120 days and added that he thought that was to be the case for most of the astronauts that he knew. The host then asked, So how long were you actually up there? And he said, I was on the International Space Station for 192 days. And then he noted how much mental strength it took to last that long between when he wanted to go home at day 90 or 120 and when he actually went home at day 192. Because he longed to be home. He longed for gravity. He longed for more than one human to interact with. He longed to eat a real meal and so on. He longed to be home. And here's where things clicked into perspective for me. We began this weird and frightening pandemic journey here, at least in Pennsylvania, I think on March 13th. That was the day, that was a Friday, when school districts closed, and then the following Sunday, March 15th, we canceled worship here for the first time. Do you know how many days it's been since March 13th until now? 212 days. We have surpassed that astronaut's 192-day stay at the space station, and we have doubled his toleration period of wanting to go back home of 90 to 120 days. So it's no wonder why we're in such a weird headspace collectively as a society, as a community. We long for more interaction. We long for normal holidays and to celebrate normal birthdays. We long for sporting events and concerts and festivals. We long for the way things were. But we're not back to that yet. So we're kind of stuck. Kind of like that astronaut who was stuck on the space station in the second half of his time, in between the time he actually wanted to go home and the time he did go home. So what do we do when we're longing to go back to normal, when we're longing to return? One way to think about that is touched upon here by the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Philippians who knew what it was like to go through difficult times as well as isolating times. It's thought that Paul is writing this letter from jail, so he knows what it's like to be alone in prison. In today's passage, the very first thing he says is that he longs for his people. 
the church of Philippi, those to whom he's writing. He says he longs to be with them because he loves them. It's through his longing to return, in the midst of his longing to return to normal, that he writes the rest of this passage. And here's what he says to do, and I just kind of picked out some verbs here that I saw throughout the passage. He says, Rejoice in the Lord. Don't worry about anything. Think about the good things that are true and honorable, and keep on doing the good things that you've learned how to do. To be honest, those four things, that list, sounds really wonderful. But almost too wonderful. They sound too perfect, too idealistic. I mean, I just want to take one, poke at it, and see if I can pop one of Paul's ideas. Like, how dare he tell us to not worry? Don't worry about anything? What do you mean we're not supposed to worry? If I'm honest, I'm, I'm worried about everything, right? And at the rate things are going, it doesn't look like I'm letting up on that anytime soon. So what do you mean don't worry about anything? That just doesn't seem to work. Well, thankfully, Paul doesn't let me and doesn't let you off the hook that easily. Let's go back and look at something we almost missed, because Paul's playing with some words here that I, I, I think, in doing so, will bring us around to some of his ideas. The last thing Paul says in this passage is, The God of peace will be with you. One way to understand peace, especially in Scripture, is to understand it as a verb, to bring together or join together. That's what the root of the Greek word for peace actually means, bring or join together. Now, peace is mentioned before this. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. That is mentioned directly in response to don't worry. Right? Don't worry, and you will see the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, act in your life. It's kind of a call and a response there. Peace means bring together, but what's interesting, the other part of this wordplay is the don't worry part. The root of the Greek word for worry means to drive apart. And we, we talk about worrying still in that sort of sense, right? People say, oh man, I'm falling apart over here. I'm worrying about a lot. Or you hear people say, pull yourself together. Worry is pieces falling apart. Peace is pieces coming together. So I want to rephrase this particular verse in my own way to emphasize Paul's wordplay here. Keep it together. Don't fall apart. Keep it together. Let your prayers be known to God for the one who keeps things together when seemingly impossible will guard you. For me, God's peace becomes much more active when I rephrase this verse like this. It reminds me that God is doing something. So even though we might feel stuck and we long to go back to normal and we don't really see an end in sight, God isn't stuck. God is not stagnant. God is actively guarding our hearts. God is actively stitching things back together or perhaps even stitching together together something entirely new. 
We can think of God like this. The God of peace is one that holds things together, joins things together, binds things together. Think about the universe and ecosystems and how nature just seems to work together. And if you take one piece away, it falls apart. But things just seem to work together. People are brought together, forming new relationships of love, relationships within families, between individuals, as communities and faith communities. God brings us together with our passions and different opportunities in the forms of calling and serving. God is one that brings together and binds together. And maybe that's a new way to think about God today. And knowing that something is being done, that progress is being made beyond my understanding, beyond my knowledge, beyond my senses, when I think everything is stuck and yet something is still happening beyond what I can sense, well, knowing all that motivates me to keep it together a little bit longer and makes me want to rejoice a little bit more and think about the good things in life a little bit more and keep serving others a little bit more. So I think there is something to Paul's wisdom here after all. We can give thanks to God, who out of grace and love for the world continues to actively work in the world even when we can't sense it for ourselves. May we have faith that God is still working so that as we long to be in normal times, we can still serve others and still keep good and holy things in mind and still rejoice and most of all, keep it together. Amen. Amen.